0: Y'all, what's up? Welcome back to the Boss Podcast where we're big on saving souls, man. I'm so excited for today. I hope y'all liked our launch with me and Timmy B. But me and Timmy B got some special people today, man. We are doing our first ever collab with our boys right here from Creative Culture. We got my boy Nemo, we got my boy Joey Jose <laughs> Ferrar. <Farrar. laughs> Ferrar, we going to add it. <laughs> and Timmy B, of course. <laughs> Let's go, man. What's up, y'all? Y'all good? Oh yeah, we're
1: good, man. Thanks yeah. for having us on, people.
0: Yeah, you need to use the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're
2: good. <laughs> we're
0: good. No, I'm just playing, man. We love y'all, man. I'm excited for this, man. How y'all doing? We're doing good. Good. good.
1: Been busy. It's been fun. Fun lately. Yeah,
0: y'all just launched your creative culture this week. Um, the episode 34, right? 34 weeks in a row. 34, bro. i missed
3: the week since December. Dang. I'm supposed to get 52 weeks in a row. Man. We've had some trials Because even like this last week We almost didn't get the post-it I was having audio issues First I don't know why But I was like Premiere Pro was like Messing up our audio Yeah Come on
0: But we, have, we was able to get it out yesterday Y'all got it though huh
1: Yeah with Aaron man We miss Aaron He's not here with yeah, us Yeah Aaron's
0: not here So it's creative <laughs>
1: culture minus one Because yeah, Aaron's one. not that's here true. We miss you
0: Aaron man I know that's he's out there Doing his thing Working Slaving away
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Oh I know he did lose weight Well oh, he said what 15 Minus pounds? 15 pounds yeah. yeah. He's, he's been
1: dropping away yeah. crazy. He's trying oh to look man. like how he was in, in high school. About to. Sure. Yeah. He's losing it. I don't think he was losing it that much, but
0: he <laughs> was it. Too. Yeah, I lost 15 pounds too. <laughs> <laughs> On my trip to Hawaii, why are you laughed. We're changing the topic today.
1: From, uh, <laughs> I lost it in my earlobe. My right
0: ear lost about 15 pounds. No, oh, Hawaii? Yeah. <laughs> in Hawaii. Nah, Hawaii ate a lot, man. But yeah, I like what you guys are doing there at uh, Creative Culture and, uh, you know, I got to go on a couple of times, and episode 34, Tim, this are what, four? yeah, yeah. fourth? Yeah, fourth, fourth one. Fourth one, so. Season one. Yeah, we episode got a long four. way to go, season one. We're breaking it up, because uh, we got <laughs> things to do. Um, <laughs> we might have to do that after the 52 episode. <laughs> <laughs> 52, that's dope to do 52 weeks in a row, right, for a yeah, whole year.
3: I, I heard a guy um, kept on stage. He says, if you do a podcast for a year straight, don't miss a week. He's like, you'll see the return at the end.
0: Mm, I love Kev on
4: stage. Well, you've time. seen it already, right?
0: Yeah. We've you've you guys grown crazy. so crazy. Yeah, you got a lot of followers, subscribers, TikTok's blowing up, all this stuff. Joey's the man. <laughs> Joey, now nah, Joey's getting more comfortable, like you said, yeah. yesterday uh, doing this podcast thing. This is new for us, too. We really don't know what we're doing. We just... I don't ever look at the
3: cameras. I just... I know they're there. I just don't look at them. Yeah. If I look at them, I start messing up, start overthinking. I just, that's why I don't do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they always, I stayed as I told
1: Joey
0: Don't look at the cameras Just talk yep. And
1: it made me want To look at the camera <laughs> <laughs>
0: Nah but one thing man I love about about them And uh, Tim can say But the way I met All of you guys Was through our boy Aaron Aaron, um, Aaron of course Goes to our yeah. church And so yeah. Or to my church And you guys go to A different church But it was crazy Because I got to meet I met Nemo first And I think I met you The same day huh it was me.
1: Oh that was the same day It was
0: me and then I think a few days later, he came yeah. to me again. That's right. And then that's when you met him. You know? And then I met Tim the first time. Um, at that we, worship service. You called the, me out, oh, remember? bro. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we got to talk about that. Yeah. We got to talk about that real quick because Nimoy was there. Actually, all you guys' wives were was there. Gabby yeah. was there. Yeah, we we're all there. So I we pulled it late. up the other day. <laughs> you showed up late. Yeah. And the Lord still spoke <laughs> to you. Uh, no, you're I, late,
4: but I, he's I on time. I wasn't supposed to go. I think me and my wife just decided like on a whim to go. Oh like really? We, we didn't. We weren't gonna go at first. Bro, yeah. I was. Texting us. <laughs> you better get <laughs> over here right now. Joey was playing the drums. Texting, like, get yeah. your butt over here right now.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, yeah, right now. Get over here.
0: <laughs> no, but I want to share this story because I, I kind of shared it uh, a while ago. But we were just the other night. We were here at the house, you know, doing our stuff for. So we were having problems on two, Monday night trying to get everything uploaded because we had three episodes getting hey, uploaded. Yeah, and it was like, bro, this is hard as all this stuff's going on. But we had the worship night on. So we played our worship night from that night. And then it comes to the point where we're calling Tim out. And I told Brittany, Brittany didn't even know. She was like, that was Tim. Yeah. <laughs> right. And even in our last one, we talked about financial freedom. Right. right. Or how we have faith to be financially free. So I'm going to we got to post this clip with it because like even maybe after or something, because I, I called Tim out. I just felt like God had like, sh- like shined this light on you. Yeah. Like when I walked up, I was like, dang, like. What is that light? Like, this is crazy. Is he about to donate a million dollars? Like, Lord, is this him? Did you bring him? <laughs> like, oh, are we're about to get a new to? church building. Like, no, but I was literally like, dude, what is this light? You know, like I I went up there and for me, I don't know how you guys are, but like for me, when you feel like the Holy Spirit's telling you something, I was kind of like hesitant, cause especially when it comes to prophecy, because I'm like, yeah, you know, you don't want to miss it. You know, you're like, yeah. no, you're way off. What is this guy talking about? Right. Yeah. But I just felt like there's something in my stomach just like, dude, you better, you better share this. And so I called Tim out and I said, um, this year I feel like God said you're going to be free. Yeah. Or this year's the year of freedom, which is our word for the church. But I said, I felt like God wants you to let you know that you're going to be financially free. Mm. And then I even said something along the lines that, like, this is a year that God wants you to know that his grace has already washed away everything that you've done, but he's also going to pull you out of your comfort zone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bro, we started that, that process yet or no? Yeah. yeah, and right now he's sitting in his uncomfortable palms are sweaty <laughs> <laughs> he's right now. He has a towel back here because he's like all sweaty and stuff. No, but like to me, I was like, dude, I actually started the uh, Miranda was here, uh, Brittany was here, and we were just sitting, and I was like, bro, I'm about to cry. Like, this is like, oh god, it turned yeah. full circle how. I got to know Tim really well, and we just kind of connected. And then you heard the story in our first episode where we got together. But, like, we all met, and when we met, it's, like, this bond that kind of, like, just, it's just like this just click, click. Like, yeah. like it just clicked for all of us that we just were like, man, you know what? We're all just real people going through real things, but one thing that we often have in common is we love the Lord. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. What did you think when I called Tim out, Joey?
1: Man, I don't know I thought it was pretty crazy too As a matter of fact You should probably hear His perspective on it And Gabby's perspective <laughs> Why <What> was <laughs> it really? A man was praying like this From what I was told <laughs> And he said Hey right there The dude right there In the gray sweater And Tim was telling me Man I hope he's not Talking about me And well, he gave me like, <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> Hey Yeah <Josh, laughs> <she's talking> it."
4: <laughs> no it's because I'm not, I'm not that one That wants the attention So it's yeah. like Please let there be another guy <laughs> with a gray yeah. sweater on. <laughs> and I'm not even sitting in front row or anything like that. Yeah. I think third, I'm a third, row. Second, yeah. the second row, yeah. row, second row, yeah. So I'm not expecting it at all, but it it definitely was a word that kind of fit the season that I was in. The grace part, all of it, the freedom, mm-hmm. man. It, it fit, man. It fit.
1: I knew it was from God because we just know each other. We always talk yeah. about things we're going through, so... What you spoke, I was like, man, that was <laughs> spot on. <laughs> it was spot on, man. I was like, bro, if God is not speaking to everybody here right now, yeah, I'm like, I saw I the I video. And and Joey's in the
0: back, like smiling, like, <laughs> oh really? <laughs> like that's that. my best friend, Go, best friend. <laughs> I <Like, laughs> <right>, go ahead. I'm sorry, because he get him. No, but you know what's funny is I did see Gabby hit you him know, like, hey, He's yeah. like deep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> I did. I was like, bro, no. When I was up there, I, was, I saw her go like this because Tim probably does what everybody does. Don't act like y'all ain't never did never do this. When the pastor call you out, you be like, <laughs> close your <"No>, eyes harder. You <laughs> start getting deeper, like Lord, is not me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh <my laughs> Yeah, you get on your knees and like, Lord, I know he's not calling me. But I did that before. When I got called out before, I was like, man, I know there's somebody else with another sweater, like the same sweater. So, But that's crazy that it all happened in church. So I I love that we get to.
4: No, but like the bond, the connection, everything. Like we talk about like Nemo's talents and stuff with his ability to create and everything like that. Like you've been wanting to start this podcast for what? Two two years. years. Two years. years. And it just all comes together like perfectly, you know? And then Joey's just like. The guy that kind of keeps it all, the the glue, glue. you know, like the, the personality. I don't know. His, I don't know. Outgoing personality kind of keeps us all together, you know?
0: The smile.
1: (laughs) It's not the smile. The eyes. It's the eyes. (laughs) I'm going to talk the rest of the podcast like this. That's why I you (laughs) on the podcast so I can just look at your eyes.
0: No, and actually one thing, I I could say this because now you guys are here, is one thing that helped me start my podcast was Nemo. So Nemo heard I was trying to start a podcast and he gave me the roadcaster. So y'all wouldn't be able to hear us right now if it wasn't for the roadcaster because that money is expensive. And I wasn't trying to buy all of that. So but for me, like that encouraged me, like, dude, someone else believes in me, too, in this area. So, like, let's get this thing going. So I need more yeah. appreciate it.
3: I vividly, I was on poster for sale and then I, I, I told Ashley, hey, babe, what do you think about, like, the road? What do you, what do you think? What do you, she mean, he said, who you want to give it to? Oh, no. she yeah. okay, and I, my heart, I said, And then she goes, Fool? I was like, Yeah. And she was like, Well, no, you want to go? Ahead. Yeah. Because I was going to sell it. And then she said, No, just give to him. I was like, All right, you said it. Because I, I give away a lot of stuff. My wife sometimes gets a little mad. At work, everything, everything.
0: Uh, Are you giving I, away I, shoes I soon? Immediately, and do <laughs> Size 12 Nemo likes sneakers like me, so yeah,
3: but that, that just that moment. She, when she, when she said, Yeah, I was like, All right, yeah. <laughs> me I'll and Nemo like down. sneakers. Hey, get get, we're gonna get their shoes, <laughs> <laughs> they
1: both put their feet <laughs> down. I'll <laughs> <Well, like. laughs> just wait. I'm not ashamed of my new balances,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I
4: don't nah, know what
0: those are. No, I appreciate that. I appreciate it. Ashley
1: too, bro. What are you doing?
0: <laughs> Sorry, Joey, Joey put <laughs> his feet <laughs> down. Hey, hey said, we said
1: <laughs> we. I just want to be true to myself.
0: Oh, <laughs> no, no, but it's, it's cool that we get to do this because it's something I've been wanting to do is this collab. But today I feel like we got like a, it's like a, a touchy subject for church people, but I think there's a lot of church people that deal with this that don't ever talk about it or have an outlet to hear about it or or different sides of it. And so for me, I'm like, this is a a good opportunity for all of us to come together. That's why I called you guys the other day, or I think you called me. I was like, bro, I was praying, like, okay, this next thing, me and Tim, we got this little thing where we do, we kind of get the plan together for the next episode, and it just, like, I felt like God was just telling me, just ask him to come. Like, I was like, all right, what y'all doing Thursday? Like, let's get this thing going. Yeah, we're going to invite
3: Tim to come on. I, had, I bet you we had just told Tim I think, yeah. like Sunday or something like that. Sunday night, I said, Hey, you want to come on the podcast this week? I was like, You can't say no now because you, you have a podcast.
0: You've no, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so you can't say no right. to us now because he can say no to us for the longest. And then, then I was like, And then that happened. I was like, Oh, you can better. Yeah, it's dope. But he's still going on there, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah I got to okay, go on the promo, you know? Yeah. Promote. He? <laughs> <are> you <laughs> promo. promo right? Hey, yeah, promo I got a new run. promo. That's why I told Tim, You got to start doing videos. Like, yeah. hey, Yo, what's up? You know? <laughs> You too, I know. <laughs> like swinging the bat. Is it like me and Joey aren't
4: aren't the ones that are good at the whole social media thing? So yeah, you guys well, you are a little more not. natural at it. But what's crazy like the is videos. he
0: says he doesn't do social media a lot, right? Joey doesn't do. But yeah, I don't. Th- this boy sends us so many <laughs> reels. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I done had not like twenty videos him. <laughs> I'm like, bro, I take a whole. Th- <laughs> yeah, He's just the other day, Brittany was like, "Who is that?" At eleven o'clock, oh, it's Joey sending me a video of
1: <laughs> some kind of little thing. So yeah, that's different. I'm just looking at videos and when I find interesting, I want to show. I want to show my friends, yeah. man. But Appreciate. I, you. I don't. I don't post anything. That's my wife. <laughs> yeah, I
0: know you don't. You need y'all both need to start doing
1: that. Yeah, from all right.
0: this thing, but let's get into our topic today, man, because I think it's uh, something that that we, our listeners, and even us can edify us, can help us. And so today we're going to talk about church hurt and forgiveness. Mm. Um, there's a lot of things that we can go from there. I, this is where I, a statement I want to make. Because if you don't know right now, I am a pastor of a church. None of these guys are pastors of a, of a church. So it's different perspectives in a way. But from a pastor's point, this is what I always say. <clears throat> if what they're preaching is building you up, and you're hurt, then you're too soft and sensitive. Mm. But if what they're preaching isn't edifying you or building you up, then that's on our part as pastors. We're not doing our job, you know what I mean? And so that's kind of like where this whole thing came from is this church hurt thing. And I I know a lot of people, I know you guys know a lot of people who just been hurt by the church. And I just simply want to ask like, what do you think causes church hurt? (laughs)
3: Lack of Man. communication. On both parties, I think. I think that's a big uh, issue. Because bro. from my personal experience, sometimes the pastor is so high up that you can't talk mm. to him. But then sometimes you're too prideful to go talk to him. So like, it's lack of communication.
1: It goes both ways. Yeah. Two way street. Yeah,
0: it is. Now, do you think that's only with leaders, or no? I think that's just people.
3: <clears throat> I think uh, what what sucks about nowadays is we hold pastors to such a high standard that we forget that they're humans like us and we can go talk to them just like normal people. Um, So sometimes our perspective on pastors will stop us from going to communicate with them. And sometimes the pastors just have so much to do that they forget to communicate to us. So like Joey said, it's a two way
0: street. That's good, what do you think Joey?
1: Uh, One thing that I wanna emphasize is, is probably like putting people on pedestals So, having to think that the, because whenever we talk about a business or church or anything for that matter, we always look at the head of that business, right? And the head reflects, you know, the people underneath them. And so people put pastors on a pedestal. (laughs) The first person, typically somebody that's going to be like a first impression type of deal, it's going to be your pastor you look at to judge the rest of the church. Mm -hmm. And they'll look at the pastor, they don't like the pastor or the message or the way they talk, even the way they greet people. Anything dealing with all aspects of the characteristic of the pastor, yeah. Yeah, it pushes them away.
0: That's good. How about you, Tim?
4: Um, I'm thinking more of like a relation, relational kind of issue. More of like people don't want to have that uncomfortable conversation, whether it's with a pastor or someone that offended you within the church. They don't want to have that tough conversation. So you're, you're not walking deep enough in that relationship that you have with that person for them to kind of, like, correct you or disciple you and kind of point you in the right direction. It's yeah. too uncomfortable, you know? Yeah. So
0: That's good. Like, for me, simply what I could get from that is, it's almost like ask yourself, because, like you said, people do put pastors on a pedestal. Like, for me, in, in my culture, it's always been like that, and that's kind of what made me, like, not get into that kind of, like, like, I wasn't, like, just, oh, yeah, I'm all in the church. Even though you're raised in the church, I mean, like, like I'm all in the church, because I would see <clears throat> people put the pastor like they're unreachable hmm. or they're untouchable. Right. And so from my perspective, since that was the thing that was hurting me is I tried to reverse the curse in a way and said, I'm going to be someone that my people can talk to. i am be at the door every, all the, every Sunday I'm there. I can shake their hand. But then that makes me question, like, are you there because you worship God or are you there because you're Worshiping the pastor's word. Mm. Right? Because yeah. there's some people that, oh, I, I, I don't like church unless that pastor preached. That's mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Look at <laughs> like Francis, no,
1: yeah. Francis Chan leaving his mega church because at moments whenever he didn't preach, like two-thirds of the church wouldn't be there because that's he wasn't crazy. preaching. Yeah, and
0: They just didn't show up. They just didn't show up. See, that's, that makes you think, like, who are they even trying to hear from? Yeah. Right? Are you trying to hear from God or are you trying to hear from Francis Chan? Right, and so that's where I always even are trying to get that perspective. But like even what you guys said, like <clears throat> from my view, from just hearing that, it's like almost like is it the pastor's fault or is it just?
3: It's sometimes the way we're taught, in a sense. we were taught to always honor, which is nothing wrong with that. Yeah. At least sometimes we honor so much that we forget that they're human. Mm. We forget
0: that they're man. We forget that we're not here for that man. We're here for that man. You know. Yeah. Mm. And I think that's what causes a lot of churches to to fall or or how you say like downhill kind of momentum is because like people who pastors who fall right and they say man I never would have thought that happened and they fall but then everyone else leaves it was like we're, who are you leaning on were you leaning on God yeah were you leaning on the pastor Were you only leave you know leaning on because it's the hype thing to do and so for me like I always I always try to like think about this especially being a pastor now. I was like I'm not gonna and, and these guys could tell you, or Miranda and uh, Brittany can tell you, people who watch you go to church. Like, I don't preach to make you feel happy. Because mm-hmm. there's, am I wrong? Like, do I, I say a lot of stuff that's like, dang, that hurt? Like, right? But I've
3: been
0: it's. Yeah, like, I, I feel like to me, like, this whole thing is right. this is why I think people say church hurt, is because there's too many soft Christians. Mm hmm. I think too many Christians get so offended, and that's what causes church hoppers, Mm -hmm. right? So they think, man, I don't like that word. He shouldn't have preached that way. He shouldn't have said that. So they go to another church. That church says the same thing. Then you end up going somewhere else, and you're just church hopping. And then they look for a perfect church. When in in my mind, I'm like, there's no such thing as a perfect church, Mm -mm. right? If you want a perfect church, then remove all the people. I heard Tim Ross say this. He's like, if you want a perfect church, a perfect pastor, um, a perfect you know performance or whatever you want, then just leave the church and let nobody be in the church, and that's what you'll find, <laughs> because there's no perfect person, right? And so, if, like for me, it's like, how are we as men of God? Are we always offended so easily? Like, because I feel like the church is just so sensitive nowadays.
1: Super, we're the yeah, street, so super. We're in the church.
0: Yeah, like, that's just literally how I feel it is, right? But I also see, in a way, like, how can we as the church, right? How can we do our part in building people up? Because uh, our scripture for today was 1 Thessalonians 5. And I think, uh, I don't have my phone, but you, you have it. First, it was the 1 Thessalonians 5. 5 it says 11. build each other up, right? 1 Thessalonians 5. Joey brought his... Old school, ripped up. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> it
4: says, therefore, encourage
0: one another and build each other up, just as, in fact, you are doing. See, like, that for me is, like, I always, me and Tim, this is me and Tim's conversation before we started this podcast, is, like, dude, let's not even do a podcast if it doesn't edify us. Yeah. Like us, not even just, like, y'all. Like, we want it to edify y'all. But mm-hmm. if it doesn't edify us, it's not going to edify y'all, really. So, like, we're doing this to to build each other up so that we could think like a boss, walk like a boss, talk like a boss, right? Like, that's what this whole thing is about. And so, my question to you is, like, is the church just too, is church people too sensitive or are pastors doing, putting themselves on a pedestal?
1: I don't know. This is kind of hard because um, it could be one or the other or it could be both or, like, You know, a good case scenario would be none of them where we got people who who got thick skin and the pastor's doing everything he's doing well. But it could be that the pastor's doing everything right. Uh, um, But a lot of times we can't rely on the pastor to be changing the people. Of course, we rely on the Word of God to be changing the people. But if the pastor's doing everything right, it could be other things, man. Like maybe they haven't, you know, know, surrendered or given up their sin or decided to, to change themselves for God yet or just haven't felt the experience of the Holy Spirit, or something, something always going on, but I know, like, think about when you preach, right, and you preach, and you prepare a message, first off, we're talking about, like, you guys just talked about right now, that whatever we speak, we want it to be edifying to ourselves first, before somebody else, so, like, when you preach, and I know that when you're preparing for the word, you know that God moves, and I guarantee your heart moves, and God breaks you down before you end up delivering that message, so... In a pastor's perspective, what I would assume, so I'm not a pastor, but you can tell us this and confirm this for us. When you're preaching, the best thing you can do, the only thing you can do is control your own actions and control the message that God's given you. So when you relay that message to your church people, you, know, you got to put it in God's hands, right? Yeah. It's like there's only so much what a pastor can do, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is why it goes, it falls all also on the side of whoever's walking into church. Um, they got to, you know, pick up that mantle, essentially whatever the pastor's given them. And they got to apply it in their lives. Now, we can do, we can encourage all we want. So, a pastor can be doing everything right, and yet the church goers can be doing everything wrong and still not see a change or foundation within yeah. the church being strengthened, yeah. if that makes sense. And vice versa, too. <laughs> These guys can have, uh, uh, you mentioned before, like a church and the limit and the cap is only as good, as high as where the pastor would be able to take them or where the pastor's level, you know, for lack of yeah. a better word, is. Um, so, if you got people who are on fire, man, they got to be able to look and see the pastor, and the pastor's got to be able to have um, uh, more, like, more so like the skill, like <laughs> to be able to lift up a disciple and take the congregation to the next level, you know? Yeah. And if he can't do that, well, obviously it's on the, the shepherd's fault, you know, so it kind of goes both ways, um, or they could just both be bad, and you got a pastor who just doesn't do his job, you know, doesn't shepherd his people correctly, and because of that it doesn't allow disciples to be built up, and then they're weak in the faith, and yeah, they don't ever grow.
0: Yeah, what do you think, Tim?
4: Um, I think it's a combination of both, like Joey said, but I think it leans more towards the sheep. You know, it's yeah. more of the sheep's fault as far as like what they're doing one-on-one in their time with God. You know, yeah, yeah. because we've all had to submit under bad leadership, whether it's at work, school, parents, even. Good, like yeah. we've all had to submit under people that were steering us in the wrong direction. But what the scriptures tell us is to Submit, even though you're put in a bad position, you know. Submit whether you get your way or not. So, I would, I think it leans more on the congregation, kind of. What is it? What does your daily walk with God look like? Yeah. Like how strong are you? How how much are you praying for your pastors? How much are you, you know, wanting to help push the church in the right direction? So I think it it's a combination of both, but I think
1: it more relies on, on the sheep, on the individual, sheep. you know, the yeah. individual. No, absolutely, because yeah. at the end of the day, think about it, it's like it's your life that God's going to be judging. It's not nobody else's. And so God's going to be judging there, and he's not going to hold anybody else responsible for your final decision, your final action, the ultimate choice that you need to make, decision saying, I will accept Jesus, you know. <laughs> but now all of us do hold some accountability to our brothers and sisters changing and and, and, and pushing them towards Jesus, but ultimately, like you said, it is the congregation. It's the sheep. Yeah. Yeah. What
3: do you think? I did already said about man? <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree more <laughs> so with what Tim said. Like, it's, it's, it's up to us, man. At the, end of the day, the pastor is there for a reason. Yeah. God, God called him to that church. God called him to start the church, maybe take over the church for a reason. Uh, if you're there, you know, it's because either God put you there or you want to be there. Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. Is, is
0: the mm-hmm. It's not being That's good. Well. Brittany could tell you, this is how I always thought. So when our church was about to close down right before that, people stopped coming. Obviously that's why we were going to close down. We're not going to close it down when it's jam packed. Like, you know, like, oh, time to shut it down. Like, unless God said it right. (laughs) But we were, we were about to like, kind of just like shut this thing down. No one was coming. Right. And that's when God told me to do this faith thing. But one thing that I always said is I don't ever look at them as a pastor. I always look at me first. Right. Because a, a lot of times I can say this just because, of course, I'm a pastor. But sometimes even having conversations with pastors, it's always like, well, them, <laughs> they're not doing this. They're not listening to it. They're not doing it. Yeah. And I'm like, bro, like, well, what are you doing? Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And so, like, I just shared it before we started. Right. Like there's sometimes past. This is why I think church hurt is even here in, in all of it. One is there's Christians are soft. I'm saying Christians past some pastors are soft. Like, you know, like sometimes, like, at first, I, I when I first started, I'm not going to lie, I was like, bro, I need somebody to tell me that was a good message, because this is my first <laughs> time pastoring a church. Like, can somebody say good message? And if I didn't hear it for a while, I'm like, bro, we suck. Like, yeah. this is, <laughs> can we put it on our two-week notice? Like, but that's how, like, it was being soft until I started to grow and mature, and God was like. You don't need their affirmation. I already yeah, affirmed you. I already called yeah. you. I already appointed you, right? So I'm like, oh, man, that's, I don't need that. So yeah. now I don't care if they amen me. Man. My dogs amen me more than most of my church. So, Ooh. like, sometimes oh, I... Rip, 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 oh, <laughs> <my God. laughs> like, so oh, for oh, me... Oh, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, like, this is, how, I, this is how I brought it down. I think church starts because Christians are soft. Yeah. But not only that, I think pastors sometimes... We can get in a habit of preaching at people mm-hmm. instead of at us, mm. right? We, we have a little method that we do when we preach is like me. What is it? Me, we, us, me, we. So it's like a title. Like first I put a story about me. Then I related on how we can do this together. You know, and then I talk about, I always bring it back to me. And then I always end with us. This is how we can do this as a community. Right. Yeah. Because I don't want them to think, man, y'all just sinners. Everybody get your life together and you can become (laughs) a pastor. Like, no, that's not like I'm here to build us up. Like the scripture said is if I'm, and I always think when I, sometimes I had to like, nah, that ain't the word, man. That was my own word. Mm. You know, when you write a sermon, it was like, I just know what our church is going through. So I was about to just give them the business this week. But I was like, no, that's not it. <laughs> like, <yeah. laughs>
1: and that's speaking, conv- are you speaking in conviction? You're speaking in condemnation. Condemnation is pointing the finger at the church. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I remember what this guy did, so I'm going to start preaching a little bit of topics so maybe he can start oh, listening a little bit more. That. Right? Facts. And people recognize that, too. <laughs> They'll recognize that, and then and that's another option, another avenue of them getting hurt. Yeah. But right. speaking in conviction, you were convicted before you preached, then when you, whenever you preach, you know, hopefully somebody else be convicted by the Holy Spirit not being condemned by you, you know? Yeah. And so. I, I,
0: I like what Smith, Wiggle, Smith, Smith Wigglesworth, Wigglesworth. Yeah. that's a weird name to say together, <laughs> but Smith Wigglesworth said, he said this one time, he said, it's God's job to judge, it's, holy, it's the Holy Spirit's job to convict, and it's our job to love. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of times we want to be the judge, jury, and the verdict. Executioner, yeah. Right? Like that's how and I feel like sometimes as pastors we could do that. So I think it is a two-way thing, but what I've come to learn is that sometimes as pastors, we only preach that way if we think we do no wrong. Mm-hmm. That's why we put sometimes we say when pastors put themselves on the pedestal, it's because sometimes we make you put us on a pedestal. Oh, that makes sense. Through the word that we preach, right? It was like, yeah, if
1: y'all want to bless
0: life do what I say. Like, you know, we say all this stuff and it's like church, what do you call it? Like, um, uh, like church ebonics or whatever, however churchy words that they say, right. we say these things when it's not really building them up. It's like, you know, when they like throw shots at you, mm-hmm. like on purpose, like, you know, I, I had a pastor <laughs> one time was like, man, I feel like God is wanting to tell me to, to tell someone in this place. You've been missing way too much church. <laughs> I'm like, bro, there's about ten of us in here that <laughs> you're talking about. Like, he was like, you were here no, ten weeks ago, you right and there. you didn't miss. <laughs> and it's like, sorry, I've had to have it. Not not the missing church, but some else. <laughs> church, <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna turn right now, anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't get to it now. <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> so, is funny. it
0: is it safe to say we've all been hurt by the church? Of course.
1: Oh yeah,
4: yeah.
0: Now, do you think when I say that and you're saying, yeah, do you think it was your fault? Or do you think like as a mature Christian, if you really think about it, is it is it your fault? Because maybe you didn't take it the right way. Or is it like you said before, bad leadership or.
1: That's kind of a hard question, because when I say, yeah, it's like I wasn't really, really affected, you know, hurt by a church. Uh, I mean. Obviously, there's not a perfect church. We already talked about yeah. that. But <laughs> I've gone through some stuff in the past, and it, it's just, it's not enough to, to like really offend me. You know, I mm. didn't take offense to it, but just recognizing things that I just felt like were wrong. Yeah. I just moved on. So I, I didn't, no, no grudge held or anything. So I just, yeah. just moved on. So um, w- when I, when I, um, usually what I like to do when I like to assess a situation, like, go back to the Bible. What does the Bible say about whether I had a conversation with somebody? Because in our case, we had a conversation with a, a specific pastor, and um, and just everything he was talking about was just unbiblical, you know? So, like, yeah. well, okay, I can't. you can't lie with the Bible. You can't disagree yeah. with the Bible. Yeah. So, yeah. I know, because I'm always self-evaluating, like, whatever the Bible says. So, in this case, it was just, like, it was, like, blatantly wrong. Yeah. So. how
0: about you, Tim? Uh,
4: I think it was. A thousand percent my fault, <laughs> uh, uh, but at the same time, it helps me grow. Like now that I look about, look back on that hurt, it's helped me in my leadership. You know, to have grace and to have mercy for people because, you know, when we first come to Jesus, you know, we make a lot of mistakes. We, if there's not proper discipleship, we kind of fall short. Yeah, a little more often than you know, if there were proper discipleship. That's so, true. Um. now that i look back on it it's helped me grow like a thousand percent yeah
0: see that's good that's good for you though because some people will say like it was all the pastor's fault like joey's right though if it's like if you can't prove it to me in the word
4: no in his situation yeah (laughs) it's like yeah Yeah, like bro
0: we're not going you know like i i'm not doing that right but for some people like you just said a thousand percent is my fault you know yeah because even People who know it's their fault, sometimes they are like, well, you know, the pastor could have did it a little different or could have did this or could have did that. It's like it's still like I'll take the blame, but I still want them to know like it's still their fault. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like still throwing shade. Like because I've had people leave our church, like honestly, but I'm, there's probably like one person who told me they were going to leave. Everybody else just bounces, just dips. And then I'm like, deuce. yeah, they just chunk up the deuce and they're out. Mm. And then you can't find them until you see a post about your church on Facebook, and you're like, "Bro, they didn't like us, like <laughs> the rating, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> calling us out on our name, tag Reflection Church, like." But <laughs> like for me, like I just appreciate that about you guys that you're willing to say, "Hey, man, like I know I'm not perfect, I messed up." How about you, Nemo? I don't know. I have
3: to look at my wife for this one because she knows which one it was. Was it my fault? I would say my attitude had a lot to do with it. Mm, That's good. But the leaders responded way worse than I did. Yeah. Um, So, you know what I'm talking about now? So, was it my fault? I approached in a nice way, and I got... I went went immediately to the defense when I, I approached him, and then it was... His response to me was, like, very demanding and kind of like...
0: Yeah. yeah.
3: So then that's when I let my flesh get in
1: the way. So that's what I was like. I had to let her, like, is it my fault? You went in with Grace, I then there was, in was with an attack, Grace, but I went in. and they responded, and then it. you reacted.
3: Then it came out to be anger. Yeah. I can mean, share it, yeah, if y'all cool with it.
0: Like that, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know because you're like, <laughs> so, oh, yeah, uh, go. Uh, yeah. Go go ahead. Ahead. No, no names,
1: no short, names.
3: Short I left um, on vacation. Uh, not even vacation. I wasn't I wasn't gonna be at church that certain Sunday. I let the, the my worship pastor know uh four weeks in events and every week I would let him know, hey, I got three weeks until I'm gonna be here, two weeks. Hey, this week I won't be here just as a reminder. Yeah. So no problem, they were okay with it. I end up not I something happened where I end up not going, I ended up just going to church. But I didn't play, I just stayed there, you know, got to receive. Uh I was in the restaurant like, at all places i was in the restroom washing my hands my, my pastor head pastor approaches me hey why didn't you let the worship pastor know that you weren't going to be here and i'm like washing my hands and i'm like pastor i have i have proof because the pastor asked immediately where's nemo he doesn't miss a sunday and so he's like oh i don't know he never told me anything yeah so that's when i, I showed uh, proof to the pastor he said mm, okay so to me, I was just like, man, why are you going to put a lie on me like that? So after church, I approached him. I went to go grab a pair of drumsticks because I was going to go play somewhere else. Uh, and I grabbed a pair of drumsticks and I decided, hey, pastor, you know, why did you tell pastor I didn't tell you when I've been telling you for the last four weeks? And he just immediately, um, he just like, why are you talking to me like that? Who do you think you're talking to? And, I, and yeah. that's when. You know, little old five five Nemo got crazy too. Like, who you you
0: talking <laughs> to yeah,
1: Nemo. Like that. <laughs> that's
3: when like it became very he he, he got very toxic. You have to remember, he yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, so he he's six three, I'm five five. Oh he, he
0: didn't get on, on, on his, his knees, knees and, and he started yelling at me. He, he took a
3: step off of the altar. You on the stage like at oh, The altar and he got in my face, and nose the nose and said, just remember who gave you the job. The reason why you even working, he started going off on me. And then Ashley, if Ashley never came in, I think it would end back because then it became he was very fleshy. This is a pastor who's been pastor yeah. for 15 years. And all I asked was, Why did you lie on me? And you came and attacked me the way you did. yeah And I took him away. I took him really out of his flesh. So I was like, It was my fault then. Now I think about it. <laughs> <laughs> it was my fault. I took <laughs> him <out laughs> of his flesh. Also, but I'm, the, I'm the guy like, <laughs> yes. like come over, you come with me with respect. You know? Yo, like, if get I get you. want you to respect, respect me. If you don't, <clears throat> sorry. Like, I'm going to have to show you why you don't respect me. Yeah. At that time, I was very immature in that aspect. Now, if something happened like that, I wouldn't. Just step know off. Nowhere near do with what I did that moment. Yeah. But at that moment, when that happened, man, it sucked because he was my manager at work. And he was also
1: oh. oh, okay. Yeah, that's hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, to separate that point, right there. Like,
3: even <laughs> I went to the point where it was it was hard for a week because of that situation. It was just like I just wanted to say, "Why'd you lie on me?" And I the was fighting you. <laughs> like so, that's a, that's why. Okay,
0: hold on. I'm about to read this. My wife is saying a question. <laughs> what do you say to the person who was hurt because? Because a pastor sinned. Oh, so. Well, I'm going to go into that because it's kind of the similar thing, right? Because since we're talking about church hurt. Because I, I, my wife and I have been hurt by a church before, right? And this is where I think, this is why I say, like, it's so, and I think I think this is, like, so good a topic right now. And we're being real with each other because yeah. we were hurt um, from uh, from pastors as well. So we went and did to me, everything that I feel like you should do. I didn't even give a two-week notice, bro. I gave, like, a month-and-a-half notice. Yeah. Like, literally. And That's I stayed. Nice. And I still served. I still went there early. I still set up everything and everything to, to my, the best of my ability. Like, I did everything that I should. Like, I know I did. I can look back and say, I know I did everything the way I should have did. Um, You know, even the way we could have did things a little different and my wife would probably say that like we could have did things a little different when we left. We took the pastors out. Hey, say I didn't say nothing wrong. I said, hey, look, God told us to to leave. Right. To go and uh, just he has a different direction. Right. And so, you know, they they wanted to know why I said, you know, God said for me as a pastor, I had people coming to me God said, I don't care who you are. When you say, God said, this pastor right here is not fighting God. I'm like, oh, God said it? Oh, that's cool. That's between you and God. It's like, <laughs> I'm not fighting it. Like, he said, you going, okay, brother, I, I love that you're here. But, yes, that's, that's between you and God, mm-hmm. right? And so anytime someone says that to me, I take that seriously. I'm not going to question whether you hear from God or not. Yeah. That's yeah. between you and God, right? Yeah. So we said, hey, it's time. You know, this is just our time. They wanted to know why. We shared. And they kind of just, like, got up and walked out. We're at a restaurant, right? And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this sucks. Like, you know, my heart was hurting because I was like, dang, this sucks. Like, I, mm-hmm. I didn't know what to do, right? But then as I sat there, I started to think about the church that they used to go to, the 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 church that they were from, right? There was so much church hurt in that ch- specific church from before because of a pastor sinning okay like a pastor did something completely wrong completely like just jacked up the whole church and it took the the it's almost like they they take uh the church and they just spiritually just like you know, charge a heart and they're not ready for it. It's like it yeah. was alive and they went with those. What do you call those? The heart things like the pumpers, the fibrillators. Pump they go and just pump it and they're like, bro, you're alive. Like, what are you doing? And they're just shocking and it it makes everything go out of rhythm. Stop, stop. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so this is where I started to see that if if the pain doesn't get dealt with before you go into the next ministry, you'll carry the pain into the next ministry. Hmm. So if you don't ever deal with what's going on before, all you're going to do is continue to hurt people all the years of your ministry. Yeah. Right. And so that's why I always have asked God, like, God, fix my heart, fix my thing. But what do you say to the person who's been hurt by the pastor? Because like, that's the question. Like, there's some pastors who are pastoring now that have been hurt at, from their pastor. And because they haven't dealt with that hurt, they're, they're pastoring now, people. and now they're hurting other people. What do you say to that person who could be that pastor? Or it could be the person who got hurt from that pastor, like the sin that it was, right? Well, like, what do you say to that person?
1: For me, I, don't, I, I talk to people who've been hurt. Like, you know what a true, like, man of God, woman of God is supposed to act accordingly, according to the, to the Bible, you know? So, like, for me, if they're discussing things, like Nemo was just talking about right here, and some people are out of line, they say a couple things that are wrong. Um, Obviously, going against the Bible, like, I always, like, people, like, they'll judge me based just saying that I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian, you know, and, and, you know, I was telling you the other day, like, 80% of Fresno right now, you ask everybody, 80% of Fresno say that they're a Christian right now. What does it mean to be a Christian? So, it's all about demonstrating through love, you know, (laughs) but a lot of people forgot Or they forget what it really means to be a a child of God and a follower of God. Follow Jesus and what those necessary steps and actions required to to demonstrate that love for God. But I always say, man, listen, I got to tell you this. Like, I apologize whatever happened in the past. You know, we always got to look at reconciliation and to see if we can fix things. So I apologize that they acted like that. Whether they were wrong or whether you were wrong, I don't even care. They just have to, amends have to be made. And there's got to be a way that we can progress and be able to move forward from this. Otherwise, you'll always be hindered and never reach your, your true potential. God won't allow you to move forward because you're, you're, you're holding back. Yeah. You know, I and mean, we're talking about forgiving your brothers. You know, we're talking about like, like uh, there's a scripture verse where it says you, you, you come and you bring your, your, your sacrifice to the altar. And if there's something on your heart, you go back and you make amends your, with your brother and you leave your, your sacrifice right there, That's your good. gift right there. Yeah. Um, and you go do that. But I always apologize and say like that that wasn't God's intention, and you shouldn't be held back for that. And so it's just how do we move forward? And we take practical steps, man. First off, we ask for forgiveness. Whether you want to communicate with that pastor or whoever it was that hurt you in the past, i He's actually my daughter's
3: godfather too.
1: Oh, that's dope. We're actually real good
3: now. Brother. Yeah, that's my
1: boy. I call him right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Just I know. laughs> that's who it is. Uh, no, 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 not the difference.
2: Oh <laughs> He's like that's what it is. No, 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 not their name.
4: What do you think, Tim? Oh man. It, I mean, you got to look at the scriptures and like Joey said, you got to what does a true Christian really look like? And you read through the gospels and you see how Jesus reacted in all the situations and even in like the letters to the church, there's a bunch of disputes a bunch of churches you know just going at it and not getting along and stuff like that so it's part of human relationships it's part of dealing with humans one-on-one is you're gonna have different opinions you're gonna have different and dispute against one another so that's good i think yeah you just got to look through the scriptures and just see what jesus reflects love and you got to do that yourself and also have grace for people that don't in that situation
0: yeah what's that scripture you, that you said in matthew i think it's matthew 18:35. as he looks that up that yeah. makes me think of this because it's true like this is what i want to yeah. say to that person what was that question again Bay? like what do you say to the person who was hurt by the pastor as a pastor like i literally would say i was looking in this camera like i'm sorry I, I pray that God heals you. I pray that you would give your heart to God so that he can mend it. Cause there's, to be honest, most people will go to other things to mend it, to fill that void and not God and not God. Yeah. But he is the one I know that the person hurts you as pastors. We are not perfect. I'm not perfect. There's no perfect pastor. There's no perfect church. There's no perfect Christian. We all fall short of the glory of the God. Yeah. yeah. God, right. It says your righteousness is this filthy rags. Yeah. So we've all, the Bible says you sin like, I think my wife found a scripture. They said, "Like when you think you don't sin, like you you just, you sin. just sin. Like yeah. like we we all sin, right? That's right. But it, it made me think of this because I had to go through that, and even what you just said, forgiveness. Forgiveness is key. You we just did a faith one that just went like." Whole bunch of people were messaging us about yeah. our faith episode, right? And y'all know me. I like I love faith. Like faith is my thing. Right. But you can have all the faith in the world. But in Mark eleven twenty five, it says, "If you, but but first forgive." So he's saying you can have faith to move mountains. You can speak to the mountains, but none of it will move. That mountain will stay in your way unless you forgive. Yeah, right. And so when I, I that scripture, I took to heart because I actually did that. I had to, like, I actually, like, called the pastor that w- the church we led. I said, hey, when I first took over, I felt like God was like, this is the time where I'm going to use you to actually act in forgiveness. And I, I flew them down and had them preach at our church. Hmm. Wow. That's just, I felt like this is what God told me to do. Mm-hmm. Is it hard still? Heck, yeah, it's hard still. Yeah. Right? It is because it, it's just the. It's just our human flesh and our nature is like, it hurts, right? Sometimes when you're hurt from people close to you, it's hard to forgive. But if we think about, for you, for yeah, but, like, even your scripture, yeah, Sam, you got it?
4: Yeah, Matthew, Matthew 18. This is how my heavenly Father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. I like how it says from your heart because in Proverbs 27:19, it says, as water reflects the face, so one's life reflects the heart. Mm. So we're talking about, like, when it comes down to it, it comes down to your individual heart. Like, how are you responding to what God is doing in your life? Mm. Like, I can have as many conflicts as I have in my life, whether it's at work, with people that that I deal with on the daily. If I'm having conflict, it's because of my individual heart. How am I responding to these people? Am I having grace for their situation? Like you said, they could be going through something that I don't even know, and they're lashing out on me for something that's going on in their life. So I should have the grace and the response of just what I've learned a lot from Joey is like being able to listen to people, being able to observe and just kind of scan back and take a kind of like a bird's eye view of what's going on in that situation and just evaluate and just be able to be like, all right, I can see that this person is going through something. Let me sit back. Let me have grace for that person. Let me have love for that person instead of just being quick to be, Full of anger and judgmental and stuff like that. Mm, so that's
0: good. I like it. you said that. That's good because, like, even that word, judgmental.
4: Yeah.
0: Right. I feel like that's another big reason why the church. I, I listened to the Same Room podcast. I just told y'all before yeah. they did something on church hurt and forgiveness, mm. and they said most people are hurt from church because the church is judgmental. Hmm. And I'm like, bro, that's facts. Like, <laughs> I've been there. I've even done it sometimes. I'm like what are they doing here? Do you feel like it's from the pulpit or the congregation? They're saying from everyone, from okay. from everywhere. So even like when I wasn't a pastor, I would used to be like, bro, what they doing here? You know, like <laughs> what, what, what are they? Why do they come to church? You know, like we've all done that before. Yeah, <laughs> like you, you still wearing the same clothes from the club yesterday. Like what are you doing? <laughs> like? Like <laughs> I think that's a true statement though. Yeah. Most. And and I, I hate to say this because it's like I don't think it's like completely true, but I think the church people can be so judgmental yeah we 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 sometimes we can be a little too like we demonize certain things, you know, and I feel like that's that's probably a lot of the problem of hurt church hurt hmm. like it's just why are we so judgmental towards things, right? But I think it all stems from that is we've never forgiven. Because most of the times we're judgmental off of the things that we've done. Yeah. We, ju- we judge people for things that we think we overcame. Yeah. <laughs> so we're like, bro, look at them over here. Like, just because you overcame it don't mean that you're better than someone else who's trying to overcome it. It's yeah.
3: It's be the help so they can overcome it.
0: Yeah. Mm.
3: Sometimes I think what, what hurts as well is the pride as well of the people, man. The pride that uh, like, they'll judge you because they're too prideful to be like, Oh, okay, well, they're hurt too, you know? Yeah, oh, they hurt. Nah, okay, but it's like, No, let's help them hold their hand through that so that way they can get over it, so that way they don't have to deal with it. Keep dealing with it. How yeah. are you gonna stop a generational curse by having someone walk you through it? Mm. I can't break something if I try on my own. I've tried it on my own, that's why I'm still addicted to it, yeah, but that's why I'm still going through it, you know? Yeah, so it's also like.
1: Nothing like us as church people need to recognize something like that. Like we've all had that at some point in our lives, like in our heart when we walk into a church, or like one of the bad things that I do is still a little struggle from right now. <laughs> you go to a different church and. and I'm involved with worship, you know, my lights, music, and everything. Uh, us being on podcasts, we look at other podcasts. Like we start judging things, like start critiquing a little bit. You know, like, hey, hold up, man! Like, like a sound could have sounded better here. Whoever's back <laughs> to the mixing, the lights kind of messed up. You know, Miranda always trying, trying to tell you something. <laughs> I <I'm> just <playing>. <laughs> <laughs> I keep getting the earful from Miranda. Over there, so. no, but that's but, true. But like, so we have to recognize that we were like that. So when people come, the biggest thing, like, we always talk about is ho- uh, hospitality, you know? Yes. And we got to be hospitable. So when people come, how do we make it the least judgmental place, you know, to where it's only conviction, you know, residing from the, the message being spoken to the person rather than our actions and, 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 and people's faces and, and the way we respond, the way we talk, you know? Yeah. So I'm always trying to make people feel good, you know? And we want to please people. But we we're only to a certain extent. I'm not going to please yeah. people to the point where I started know. Yeah. But, yeah, but I'm going to please people just to make them feel welcome, more comfortable. I heard somebody say, when people come to your church, because it's your church, it's your territory, you're going to feel more comfortable talking to them than they will. Like you'll, They'll feel more uncomfortable. Yeah. And people are like, oh, I just feel uncomfortable talking to new people. I'm like, bro, they are more uncomfortable, uncomfortable coming to a are. new church. Yeah. You know, so but
0: I like what you said, like not compromising because, like, just because they come in here, yes, you're friendly, but you're not gonna like yeah. contradict with the words, like, "Oh, you want a men on tap? <laughs> 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 you want to have a small uh, group? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. you're not going to be like, all right, let's do it. Let me tell the pastor, like, yeah. I like that because it's true. Like, sometimes we don't know where to draw the line. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I don't know about do y'all, but I like do you think, this.
3: Um, sometimes people that leave the church are. They just use the church hurt as an excuse to just do what they really want to do. That's, what I was that's another to. thing yeah. too, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh but heck like yeah! Sometimes like, oh, I've been hurt, so I'm gonna go become a drunk and cheat on my wife, and yeah. this and that. Like, you just wanted to do that. Yeah, using the excuse of being
0: hurt at church. They were waiting for. I an think that's to the happen. big thing is most people do that. Yeah, they're like, yeah, man, the church. They they just don't care about it. especially youth, <laughs> bro. Youth be like, they don't care for. They don't care about us. They don't be putting on it. I'm going <laughs> to just go roll this blunt. But you're just gonna roll it anyways, whether they had it for you or not. Like you're probably gonna roll it at the youth conference. Like, yeah, and you probably yeah. learn from Timmy B the punny. <laughs> <and I. laughs> like, like that's it, that's facts right there, bro. Because I've been in in it where like in youth bomb youth conferences, and they're like, man, it ain't even that tight. I'm about to go roll one. I was like, bro, you came from Michigan. I know you brought it <laughs> that's with that's you. That. Like you already knew. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, bro, and I think that's, like, true. What do you guys think? <laughs> no,
4: that's super true. Oh, yeah. I think I've done it myself <laughs> <laughs> in the past. I mean, we <laughs> being honest. Hey, <laughs> Timmy B. Yeah. I, was, I was one of those youths. <laughs> yeah.
0: If you didn't watch what episode was it, I think it was one that we had. Where Tim talks about, because I was like, "You smoke
1: pot?" Yeah, it, like, it shook me. One. I was like, "What?" He said, "I, I, I smoked all the time." Yeah. <laughs> 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 I in <and> the spirit. <laughs>
0: yeah. No, but I think that is like to me, youth use that a lot.
4: Excuses. It's a cop out. Yeah, it's a cop out. And also, like, people
3: that have been in the church for so long, they're like, "Well, I haven't, I haven't had a life, so I'm gonna go live my life."
0: So that was me mm, all day. Sorry. Yeah.
3: What? Oh, because you're hurt. You can, now I'm going to go start drinking. Yeah. I'm going to start going to the bars and getting drunk. That just doesn't make sense. <laughs> it's, like, it's just using it as an excuse to go do what
0: you really had behind your head. Yeah. I like that too, and I, I like having like an audience, y'all. Right now, if you're watching, we got a little audience. All of our wives and Mirandas here, and they just keep bringing this little iPad, <laughs> <with> <laughs> writing questions on here. I, I about- Episode just- thirty nine. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> what should, do you have to say? No, just we should have a TV right here, man. Uh, the audience can start throwing out some questions, bro. Hey, I just kept seeing them go around the wall. Come around. I'm like, bro, how many questions you supposed
0: got? <laughs> they each
1: wrote a letter in that question right there. They're saying? all texting each other,
0: right? <laughs> but I, I like this. I want to I answer this. What do you say to the people who have left the church because of hurt? Like, they don't even go to church no more. Like one that saddens me because it's like, even me, I'm like, dang, did I do something to make them not come to church? Mm-hmm. Or But what do you say to those people?
1: Well, if it was my fault, or at least if I thought it was my fault, I'd go try to talk to them and figure some stuff out. But um, sometimes, sometimes you don't even say anything. Sometimes the best thing you can do is just pray for them, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, like for me, why <laughs> <she> not <can, laughs> you just say it? Just say, to it. say it. <laughs> Like for me, I think what exactly what you can we can look. <laughs>
4: we have mind. No, okay, later. okay. Let me let me touch on the subject. So I feel like God intentionally puts those people in your lives because I worked with somebody for years that said he got hurt by the church and he wasn't going to go back. And I was able to show him, like, by the way I live my life, the way I work, like, God intentionally puts those people in your path so you can love on them, so you can show them the real reason of what it means to be a Christian. So, like, if there is anybody in your life that is experienced or has experienced church hurt that you're working with or that you go to the gym with or anything like that, like, use that as an opportunity (laughs) to show the real Jesus, you know, instead of... You know, being another co- contribution of to why they think <laughs> why Christians are hypocrites yeah. or why. Yeah, yeah, you're like, yeah, you're man. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Keep <Why>? it 100. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go buy you another case.
1: <laughs> like. Uh,
0: that's good,
1: though. No, that's huge. As a matter of fact, like, that, that brought up some, Like just being an example, right? So you got to set the example, but a lot of times through action. Uh, you may, like, Let's just say it's a co of yours that comes up to you and you start talking. He knows you're a Christian, and the reason why he knows you're a Christian is because maybe you didn't say anything, or maybe you might have mentioned a couple things, but uh, um, maybe you just acted out in, in what Jesus would do, you know? And so he recognized... You know, whenever it was like uh, unwholesome talking, you didn't participate in those things, whether it's dirty jokes, you know, at that locker room talk, or you, you recognize that you didn't cuss, or, you know, just different things like that. recognize you guys don't go out afterwards for drinks because you've, you know, you've said no. But understanding that, that and opening up those opportunities that you were saying that God puts people in your path, but first showing through, through being an example of how, you know, a, a, a Christian should look like, and then having those opportunities to open up to be able to speak to them. No, through compassion and grace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think, NiMo?
3: Forgiveness was the key to everything. The way you let go of something is about forgiveness. You said it. I had to forgive before I was able to mm-hmm. forgive them. Yeah. I know it's hard. I know it's hard. But if you want to move on in life, if you're still struggling with something, or the reason why you can't get to the next thing it's because you haven't forgave the thing that happened in the past. Sometimes we we stop ourselves from exceeding the next level because of not forgiving. Because it's simply just not forgiving them. You don't have to go tell them in person, but in your own time, God, you know what? I forgive, forgive you. Yeah. You know, it makes a lot of life a lot easier. A weight will be lifted off your shoulder when you yeah. can forgive. And with forgiveness, obviously, it has to then come. All right, now I have to learn how to do this again. Learn to make sure that okay, I'm not gonna be hurt like that.
0: No more. Yeah. Tim, what do you say to the person who has left the church because of hurt? Like, if you could make a statement, what would you say? Um, I would say,
4: I mean, it kind of depends on like the, like the deepness of the sin that mm. that was caused to them, but I would say that's not the real Jesus.
0: Mm. That's a simple statement. That's like, that's, it. that's literally it.
1: And that's not God.
0: Yeah, like for me, like. <clears throat> What I would say to someone who has left the church because of hurt is, I I heard this a long time ago, and I can't remember who said this, but they said, forgiveness creates a freeway for your future. And ever since he said that, I was like, wait, what? And he said, forgiveness creates a freeway. And when we think of a freeway, it's just a smooth running thing. It creates a way for you to walk into your future. Mm. And, and he said this one time he said that if you and I can't remember who it is I, like it was a long time ago and he said if you hold on to bitterness it blocks every blessing of your life mm. There there will be things that you miss because you don't forgive mm. right and so for me I think if I could say something to that person who's been hurt from the church and has left it's like don't miss out on your future with God because of something that's happened in the past that's so good you know what I mean and even for people like I had people even in our church who's maybe even lost a loved one someone that they like really love in the door and they lost them and they almost like and they were were like leaders like who like in the church and just kind of like walked away because of the hurt and I think I want I want to say this. Don't blame God. Right. Because it wasn't God who did that to you. The Bible says God is the light of the world. In him, there's no darkness at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Like for people, when, when, especially when COVID. Oh, God created COVID to come. bro. God did not create COVID. Mm-hmm. He doesn't create sickness and he doesn't create disease. Why would he create something that he's going to heal? That's a waste of time. You know what I mean? He's like, let me create this so I can heal it. Like that's, that's, he's not going to do that. And so for me, like what I could say is like, don't blame God, right? Find it in your heart to forgive. If it's the other person, forgive them. Let, let your heart be free of it. But if it's you, forgive yourself. Mm like, I think that's a lot of it, too, is we think when some people say church hurt, but really it's they messed up so much the that they've, yeah, they've kind of just like, oh, no, they blame it on church hurt. But they've really just caused it themselves and wanted an excuse yeah. to do what they wanted to do. You know what I mean? So now we're all in, like, deep thought.
4: Yeah, like, go give Jesus another try, you know? Yeah. I yeah. think a lot of people feel this this condemnation whenever they feel hurt or like they've done something or someone's done something to them. They feel this con- condemnation, like turning back to the church. They're going to feel all these eyes looking at them when that's not the case. You know, I think that God wants to move through them. God wants to use them and they're just missing out on the opportunity. So give it another try. Give it another yeah, go. Yeah, you know? yeah, Cause I think again. God wants to use you. That's the, re- the reason he's like pricking at your heart. And making you even ask that question. Yeah, that's so good.
3: Give God another try and I'll Give that man another try. They I mean, go in the church with the perspective that this guy, this pastor that's preaching, or whoever's preaching, that's a word from God. That that's not a word from them. Mm-hmm. They didn't come up with the word. God came. God gave them that word. Yeah. To give. Don't think that this man is no. This this man is just delivering a message that God has deli- that's delivered into him
0: yeah it's almost like that saying in the country like in the south in kansas and oklahoma (laughs) they say eat this eat the hay spit out the sticks right and it's like eat the you know what's crazy is that thing that just came to me it's like the lord when you when you look up the word meditate right it there's this like dictionary that will show you a graphic of what meditate on the word. Meditate means, right? It's like mm-hmm. a strong concordance, but it's a picture dictionary. And what it does is it, it shows a cow um, eating the hay, but it, sees them, it says they, they chew it slowly. Like, the, you know how cows chew. You know how Joey eats. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> how Joey was... <laughs> but the way he chews, Man, but he does it fast. Failed, bro. <laughs> like, Joey, failed. chew it. <laughs> I'm just like... <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Joey's not eating after <laughs>
1: Mom, No, <laughs> You wrestle as long as I do man You appreciate food You just want to down it Go ahead. We ain't wrestled in 10, ten years <laughs> brother <laughs> No but
0: <laughs> it, it, it <laughs> you, They're eating this, the, the hay right So they eat it And it, they like would chew it And what they do is get the nutrients And then they would spit it out mm-hmm. Then they would eat more hay Eat the nutrients And then spit it out Right and it's almost like what that's what the word is, like eat the word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Slowly chew on that thing, right? And when you slowly chew on it, let it come out of your mouth, right? That's why the Bible says you have power of life and death in your tongue, yeah. right? It's because you, if you eat the nutrients, and that's why I tell people like this all the time, like don't always get mad at the pastor,
2: mm-hmm.
0: right? Because I, I said this, I don't know if it's on you guys' podcast or, or the other one that we did, but so many people are mad at the meals they eat. And your mouth is the chef you you literally are walking and eating what you're in <laughs> literally like is it, like so many people <laughs> was like oh man like i'm man if god don't bless me you just said it <laughs> like you, you keep saying yeah, yeah. <laughs> you speaking into existence yeah <laughs> he ain't gonna bless you no, until you I say too. lord thank you for blessing me yep like Like, that's like everything that I have, like all the stuff that I my son, my car, like I literally just kept speaking into it. And it wasn't to, like I said, it wasn't to stun on you God's not going to bless you to stun on people. It was just so that I can literally live life to the fullest. And what did I do? I started to meditate on that word, right? Eat the stuff. And so I I say to the people who's hurt, try another church, eat the, eat the hay, spit out the sticks because there's no perfect church. there's, there's always going to be something that the pastor says that you just don't like, right? There's, there's always something that there's always something he's going to do that you don't like. There's always a way that he's going to run the ministry that you don't like, right? But if God called him to this, that's where submission comes in. Mm. Like submission is not when just doing it, just because you do it doesn't mean you're submitting. Yeah. Submission is doing it when you disagree. Submission begins when you disagree. Yeah. When you disagree, you really submit if you have the right heart. Because there's people who are like, I'll do it. But not this fool. I ain't going to do it all night like this fool think I'm going to do it all night. (laughs) I'm just going to set the chairs. I'm not going to put it all together. Like, you're not submitting. You're doing things out of a bitter heart, and there's no forgiveness. And guess what happens is when you do it that way, you end up hurting other people. Right. So that's what like to me, that's what I say to the, the person who left church because it hurt. What's that Aaliyah song they say? If it don't try again or something? (laughs) You know a song? Oh, all you guys are saved. My bad. Uh, (laughs) Holy Christians here. (laughs) If it don't succeed or something like that. uh, You know what I'm talking about? If it was Selena, all y'all would have knew what I'm talking about. Okay, Jose. Oh, yeah. Puerto Rican. Now, but that's what I would say to those... (laughs) <laughs>
2: oh, Daddy Yankee. Daddy
1: Yankee. <laughs> this guy went to Daddy, Daddy Yankee. Yankee. <laughs> now I remember Daddy Yankee when I was in, like, high school. Daddy Yankee. So I want to bring something up then, because we talked about some practical stuff that we could do as us, as churchgoers, and people who are, you know, lovers of Jesus, and when people come to our church, what we can do to help prevent people from leaving, as well as we talked a little bit on uh, uh, um, what pastors can do as well, mm-hmm. and a little bit on, like, with the... Uh, with the um, with the person who's been offended, what what are the next steps that they can take before they start again yeah, uh, deciding to come back to to, to God? Um, can we talk about because we talk about uh, soft Christians? We are talking about soft Christians, right? So anybody that comes to the church, right? Can we talk about the practical steps and what it means to like disciple people? Because that's where I really feel like a lot of soft Christians are based off of soft foundation. Yeah. You know, so when we have a stronger, yeah. solid foundation rooted in Jesus. Uh, and, and like I said, it's a two-way street, you know, if they don't have the knowledge to start building that foundation, we need to do our part as people who are in a relationship, out of a nice, sturdy foundation, sturdy relationship with God to be able to disciple those that we need to lift up, you know. So like in that aspect is as what I'm saying, is like a two-way street. So what are like some practical steps that we could take to, to start building up discipleship and start creating that strong foundation? Um, like
4: practical practical steps. I mean, is just like small groups, like one on one discipleship. I think that's where the like the meat, the chewing on the hay, kind of comes from. Is that one on one? Who are you gonna take under your wing, or who do you have above you? Yeah. You know, yeah, to really grow. Like we 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 both have certain people. You have a s- certain person that's underneath us that we're intentionally trying to spend more time <laughs> with. Intentionally trying to. Um, disciple and actually pour your heart out into them, and actually show them what it means to like get in the Word and what it means to have a prayer life, what it means to be dedicated and committed to the church. So right. practically, I mean, get someone that's that you can disciple, that you can actually spend quality time with. I like mentors. That.
1: And I like you said, intentional. Being intentional with doing it. That's the word of our heart.
3: That's key right there.
0: Yeah, everything is intentional. I think, like, <clears throat> for me, as far as like you're talking about like building, like, discipling people, right?
1: Discipling people, because then if they're not strong in the faith, well, of course they're gonna they're that's gonna feel free to go soft. ahead and leave. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's yeah. what
0: they're soft. And and that's what I, I I like that because like to me, I've always said this: building leadership or like that solid foundation happens outside the four walls of church.
4: Yeah. Mm.
0: Most of you guys know my leaders because. Not just because of the church, it's because you see them hang around and around my house. You see them hang around when we go out. Yeah. It's because to us, true leadership to build a foundation has to happen more than just on Sundays. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It has to be a daily, uh, a a daily thing. Not I'm not saying like, oh yeah, every day come over, party at past foods. So <laughs> I was like, no, bro, we're not doing that. <laughs> like I like to sleep. But what I'm what I'm saying is to to create time. To get out of, as leaders, get out of our comfort zone. You may have to stay up a little later. Hmm. You may have to not do, you might have to go to a restaurant you don't really like, right? You might have to take your whole kitchen and make it a studio, like, like <laughs> to do things uncomfortable. Why? It's to build a solid foundation for things, right? Mm-hmm. Because I think it happens bigger than just Sunday, so if you're thinking, like, as church-wise, like, you cannot disciple somebody just on Sundays. It has to be a daily thing.
3: Sunday's our starting point. Monday through Saturday is game time. I say Sunday's our practice. That's where the coach is telling us what to do, how to do it. So if we go out to play the game, we don't make the mistakes. And we do it properly. I feel like our, our, our pastor does a great job at prepping us, also smacking us. But he preps us, smacks us, but he also helps us. So that way we can host someone else.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good.
3: Like I, I, I don't even say hi to the guy that I, that I would say hi and all that, but I don't really talk to him at church because I'm gonna talk to him out after. I'm gonna go ahead and we're gonna have conversations. <laughs> we talk,
0: Outside space, of church, time, whatever,
3: yeah. Whatever. I have an open phone policy. I think I always probably sometimes hates that. <laughs> I don't get phone calls at 3 in the morning. Joey called me at 1 a
1: few days ago. Damn. I mean, we
3: talked for like an hour. And I was just like, get out of the room. But that's just, a, that's just who I am. Yeah. You can call me. Yeah. I'll
1: be here for you. So it sounds like going the extra mile, putting in the extra effort, yeah, spending more time, making more sacrifices is part of discipleship, right? Yeah. And so, you,
0: you build like uh, trust when. After hours, I guess you can say. Oh, yeah, Because, like, like, remember that time? <laughs> Sada, you probably remember. Because <laughs> these guys came They came late. <laughs> I think it was <laughs> like, what time did you come, Tim? And it was like 1230. Remember when we did the benches in the back? Oh, uh, yeah. Before it's, Memorial Day. He
3: texted me. It was like 1030. He said, come over. And I was like, nah, bro. I'm going to
4: watch even Brittany said, I know, We've been here a couple times past midnight. <laughs> yeah, true <laughs> Facts. Yeah, wall. Wall.
0: Oh, yeah, Joy was here for this wall. I, I'm leaving right now. Leaving right now. So, like, he was literally just starting when he said that. <laughs> I'm just like, <playing. laughs> No, but that's what, like, this whole thing's like, this is how I knew I had good brothers in Christ, like true friends. Is when at like it was like 12 30, huh, babe. I literally was scared. Every time you would do that nail gun, I was looking around like, "Bro, I hope these my neighbors don't get mad at me right now." Because <laughs> all you hear is kind of like the whole time. And I'm like, and I think it was like till two, almost two thirty in the morning. I think. Yeah. That's I know I was out there cutting the wood. Yeah, we were cutting the late. wood. I'm like, bro, this That's is like. Well, I know now. I knew that afterwards, but I'm like, they literally yeah. took time right came out of i'm sure they got yelled at and had to sleep on the floor or something like i know they got in trouble because they got home so late i don't remember that (laughs) because he (laughs) he hit me so hard (laughs) hard. i didn't even i slept in the car that night i remember (laughs) like even our brother ray he came like you guys sacrificed time right to come out and help but you know what's crazy is this is where i I can say i guess we can be vulnerable (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> I know. Nemo probably the only one who did the right yeah, thing that Nemo was like, <laughs> No but you know what's funny is like that It did bigger than just creating uh, Chairs for me to be honest Like it created like To me I, I was like dang I know I can Grow together Spiritually with you guys, even though we talk like funny stuff and then yeah. we, but we still brought in the word. And cornhole. Yeah. Huh? talk about cornhole. Oh holes. yeah, cornhole. Oh I, gosh. Yeah, don't talk about cornhole. You already know. The only champ. Let's go. Uh,
1: anyways. We just said <laughs> don't right. talk about cornhole. <laughs> you know what? Bring the cornhole right here. No, I'm just like We're going to record that, put it on the end of this video right now. No, but
0: honestly, you know what? what that encouraged me so much because I was getting ready to go on sabbatical, which I am right now. And I was thinking the whole time that I wish I had like <clears throat> dudes that I could kick it with and like talk the word, you know, like these fools just showed up the other day and with their Bibles, like Jehovah Witness <laughs> knocking on the door. <laughs> I was like, what's this? My and shirt off and everything. I'm like, oh, they got their Bibles out. <laughs> I said, I know Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Tim Kaine was like, I used to do pot, but uh. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> i <I'm> just like. <laughs> No, but like that to me, like honestly, like coming from a brother in Christ, like it it meant a lot because I I realized it's bigger than just this thing. It's like it's creating this disciple thing where I can grow. Like I'm saying this as a pastor, too. Like I I know I don't know it all. Like I'm trying to gain more knowledge in it. Why not get around people who know the who know the word, who love God and say, let's build this solid foundation. Right, and so that's what we're doing here. It's just like, let's build this foundation so we can, you know, be big on saving souls, man. Get people saved, and so I don't know. I, I enjoyed today's talk, man. It was like this is probably like three episodes we just did. <laughs> All our wires back there. Like, any more questions? Over an hour. That's easy. It's over an hour. Oh, that's oh yeah. Well, you guys do an hour. For over an hour. Dang.
1: Five, six sometimes. No. no I was like. What? I was like, damn,
4: <laughs> bro. <laughs> I missed that one. Over two hours
3: with Rudy. Yeah.
4: All right. Let's keep going.
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay. <Next> uh, <laughs> no. Nah. But y'all got any <laughs> other
0: questions back there to our live audience? Oh, now y'all want to be silent, huh? <laughs> they just like, hurry up so we can eat these tacos.
1: Uh, I was going to say from a leadership standpoint, I like uh, something that we always talk about whenever we're like, we're worshiping, right? Because my wife's the worship leader at the church. And so... We usually have a meeting. She,
0: she actually killed it at worship night. The other day. I didn't go. I was God, like, okay, man. girl. Praise I'm God. like, okay, Salai. I was like, dang, girl, with her Crazy. boots, with her boots on, her in the hot summer, with the moves out there, stomping on the devil. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and so this this is one of the things that we always talk about, man. Like, we got to prepare our hearts, and it takes six days to do that for Sunday, right? <laughs> Wait, <what>? <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're we're just having fun, and Joe's like, "All right, hurry up! Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on! I'm trying to funnel it down. <laughs> My wife's already scolded me for going on rabbit trails. <laughs> so I got to funnel it in. All right, All right. coming back, okay, coming come back, back coming back, back, coming back. All right, one of the things we talk about when we lead worship, right? When you preach that message, you got to carry." Or you got to help out in, like, that hour, two hours, three hours, however long your service is of six days worth of baggage of people not putting in the effort and trying to disciple themselves, oh, you know? Hey. So we got to ready our hearts and disciple ourselves every day. So when that Sunday comes, we got to be ready, and we got to lead them to the presence of God. And so, like, practically for us, at a leadership point of view, we have to prepare ourselves. We got to be in the Word. We got to be praying, right? We got to have that strong Strong, solid foundation that we talked about um, uh, so that we don't leave the church, you know, so that we can then bring people in and with open arms, we're welcoming people and allow them to be able to accept and openly, you know, receive the spirit of God. (laughs) Now, from their perspective, um, they got to be doing the same thing. Right, so we deal with things every day, like you guys were talking about. It's not just a Sunday thing, and that's probably the biggest issue that, that churches have right now. Is like you were talking about going an extra mile, doing things, getting out of your comfort zone, or or spending time with people, going to birthday parties. You know, they invite you over. You know, breaking bread is what people did in the Bible. They broke bread. They got to know one another. Right, making making you know friendships. Uh, um, even praying, asking God for for more friendships and having those friendships being able to develop your relationship with God to take you to the next level, they got to be willing to do that themselves. The church goes, it can't just be a Sunday thing. And that's probably another issue that we have when it comes to, when it comes to people being soft, man. Soft Christians, it's just, um, it's them on discipling themselves every day. And them doing something, you know, that that Monday to Saturday type of deal, and not just on Sundays. The church has got to be willing to do that and open it up. And these guys got to be willing to do that and open up. Tim and I made it a point. When we got to our church, we like, when we met we met on a prayer service. It was that night. It was called In His Presence. We met at 6 o'clock for one hour. And our pastor said, all right, go ahead and pray with somebody right then and there. Pray with somebody who's next to you this and that. And Tim and I were legit. We were worshiping God. I open my eyes and I will see this guy, around I'm like, "Man, why don't it gotta be Tim?" You know, but like, I'll pray for my brother right here, man, and I'll pray over him. That was salvation. the first time you guys met. <laughs> that was legit. The first time no, we yeah. met, oh. you know. But I love. We pray for each other. I led him to the Lord. Come on. That's good, and then, and then from there started this relationship. We had deep conversations, and we were like, we want to be like Nemo was talking about. We gotta be the change within our church. We gotta start changing the culture, the attitude. These these Sunday church goers that, that just come on a Sunday and that's it. You wanna see them? No communication, no talking, no calling, no text, no nothing. And they dip and fast. Like as soon as say, Amen, they run out. And well, that's that a like, yeah. to amen, bro. Just <laughs> just <trying> to <laughs> yeah. <It's> like, <laughs> they're walking out, you know? And so we're like, man, we gotta start changing that. And so we would have conversation with the wives multiple times, like, hey, let's start thinking about practically we never talk about practicality of of how to strategize in and, and evangelism and, and, and being hospitable and how to talk to people, what questions we ask when they walk into our church, different things. So we always have this conversation. We want to start changing that mindset. And so giving the extra effort, giving the extra mile. Yeah. You know, so, uh, but it's got, like I said, it's just got to be both ways. But like Tim said earlier, ultimately it's just got to be the, sh- the, the sheep, man. The sheep making the decision to want to change, want to grow the relationship with God. Yeah. We can't forget that. We got to do our jobs properly. So God's called us to do.
0: That's good. Yeah. And I I like that because it I think it goes both ways, too, on that. Like I told I think I told you guys this before, the cap to where your church is going, it starts at the top. Right. Mm. And so that's why, like, for me, everyone knows, like some Brittany is like, bro, hurry up. Like you talk too much. Like, But I I try to go and talk (laughs) to people. Right. And like our church, I hope that you guys can see that when you went like you preached the other day, like. They're greeting you at the door. They're saying hi. You know, I don't put people up there who's just like, "Good morning," no, <laughs> like I don't, cause I'm like, that's just how I am. I want people to. I told you this the other day. I said people will carry the pastor's personality.
1: That's true. Mm-hmm.
3: There's some people that I don't like that, I don't personally. Know. I've seen them. Around, I say hi to them, but like I was at, uh, I was at the <clears throat> mall I think last week. Somewhere from your church. I knew exactly they were from your church. They came up to What's that, me. Like, What's your name? Like, but I never got to speak to them, but I got to say hi to them, and we just kept moving. Like, yeah. But it shows, like, yeah, it shows how you are by the leaders and even by the congregation. I'm
0: like, oh shoot, I do not know. I saw a tattoo Oh, Yeah. You yeah. <laughs> down her eyes. Yeah. No, I do. I think that, like, for that, it like, I think that's where it starts as well. Is with from the top. Yeah. It's always going to start from the top and, and begin to trickle down. Right. But I also think as soft Christians. And, you know, I'll ask you guys closing statements as we close this thing, wrap it up. But for me, this is where I want to say like there, we've talked about every angle, pastors, church, people who are saw people who've been hurt by the church that left the church, all these things. But when it comes down to it, if you're in the church, and the reason why we're saying soft Christians is because you're basically you just church hop because you're just not happy with the things that are being said. I think the the crazy thing is you don't build a fence. Like I think it was Stephen Furtick who. Uh, why no, are you Stephen, looking at me? why? Well, saying that. Saying that. <laughs> Joey looks like Stephen Furtick, <laughs> oh, no. but Steve, Stephen Furtick said he did a sermon where he's putting a fence right yeah. into yeah. a thing right, and he was saying, and I and I, I took this as that. You won't be offended if you build a fence. That's what he said. He kept saying you won't be offended unless you build a fence So every time something that bad happens, hit something to make you think before you react. So basically, it's like when you hear stuff, the Bible says be quick to or uh, slow to slow to anger. slow to quick to yeah, quick to hear. Right. Oh, slow, to slow, to, slow to listen. I mean, no, so, no slow, to listen, slow to speak.
1: Slow to speak. Man, we're getting this call right. wrong. Quick, <laughs> to listen, to yeah. Quick to listen, slow to Quick speak. Quick to listen,
0: slow to speak, right? He was basically <laughs> saying, like, don't just react off of the first <laughs> right, thing right, that right. you hear because yeah. when you do that, you're offended. So he's saying, build a fence so that it, it makes you think about something before it actually gets in. And so to me, I think that's like to say, everyone to the soft Christian that's out there, like, stop being soft. Like, stop getting so offended so quickly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think that's why so many Christians fall is because they're so easily offended. And, like, for me, i be I'm saying this right now. Y'all know me already. I joke a lot, right? <laughs> so, like, for the people around me, our leaders, they know, like, you got to have thick skin. If not, most of the time, they're crying. And then I start seeing it, and I'm like, oh, Lord, I can't joke around with this person, you know? I can't be myself with this person. And it's it's literally like they're so quick to be offended, right? But also, it could be me, like stop being so quick to joke around, right? And yeah. Laugh, like it's me too, right? It's both both sides, it's both of me, sides. Right? Yeah. But let's just not be offended, right? I'm not offended that you're offended. <laughs> <laughs> so don't be offended. Don't let me pray for Pastor right now, man. <laughs>
1: Any last words, y'all? Let's go around. Any last words? No last words. Just try. Give God another try. Give God another try and see who he really is. Don't base your foundation upon man or whoever hurt you. Just ask for forgiveness. Get through it. Move forward. And you'll see that God's going to use you. Yeah. But he can't if you're still holding like that bitterness you were talking about. That's Give good. God another try, man. Don't hold back. Yeah. I would say trust the process of
4: discipleship, man. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It is a long process. <laughs> a long <laughs> process. Long. We're still in it. <laughs> sanctification <laughs> yeah. and all that. Redemption. And be able to have grace for the other person. That's good. Grace. Nemo? Uh, let go so you
3: can let God do what He needs to do in your life. That's if you good. Of, if you're too offended, God can't work in you. Mm.
0: So
3: God works in the declutter, not in the declutter.
0: Ooh, let's go. Any of y'all in our, our wise before we close this thing? No? <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, y'all. Hey. Yeah. Do it to the champion that's why <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah. corno uh, we're naming this corno champ now i'm just playing but hey man i enjoyed y'all having y'all here creative <laughs> culture we gotta do this again the collab i know the the our production team is tired over there gabby and uh, <laughs> oh. <Miranda>. <laughs> <laughs> now, and ashley back there holding that camera hey we love all y'all thanks to my wife for letting us uh Turned the kitchen into a thank studio. Awesome, Thanks for it's making dinner man. for us, and man, thank y'all for coming. Timmy, the words for them.
4: No, thank you guys for coming, man. Appreciate
0: it. Oh yeah, all the creative culture people who are here. I think we're doing this together, so it's a collab. We're on here. I'm stopping halfway on purpose, so they have to. Oh okay. Oh shoot. That's dope. <laughs> to see the rest <laughs> to be continued <laughs> and then have Tim over there. <laughs> <What>? <laughs>
1: Just like that I got no idea what you're talking
0: about. He uh, yeah. knows what, you know what I said. <laughs> yeah, Joey's sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. He's too holy. He likes to worship. He likes to worship. <laughs> nah, but no, hey, man, we love every spirit. single one of y'all. Uh, That was us here, creative culture, boss, big on saving souls, man. And that's just what we do. We love you guys. From our families to yours, to wherever you are, deuces, mahalo.